Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hey, everybody, and welcome. This is a big year for the Waco Symphony Orchestra. It is our 60th anniversary, which is a pretty exciting thing. And uh, as part of the celebration, our wonderful Waco Symphony Council is holding its fundraiser, the Symphony of the City. And we have the two co-chairs of that, Betsy Reeder and Dr. Diane Sawyer. Just so glad to have you here today. Happy to be here. (laughs) Well, this is going to be a fun event. This is going to be April 1st in the evening. Mm -hmm. Haven't had it in two years. Right. It's been three years ago. Right. Three years ago. Right. So, and this is pretty important for the symphony. Definitely. It's our major fundraiser this year. Yes. Uh, Everything made goes directly to support the Waco Symphony. And that means paying those wonderful orchestra members to play and That's right. all the way all the way down the line. Um, Symphony of the City, though, is as a fundraising event, is relatively new, isn't it? Yes, this is only our fourth one that we've had. And t- tell me what the format of this is. Um, we have three beautiful homes in Badger Ranch, uh, stunning homes. Uh, luckily, this year they are very close to each other, so there will be no transporting from house to house, which you've had in the past. And at uh, two of the homes, the people, uh, the guests will all be divided in half. And so we have like house A and house B, and they're there for an hour, and then they. Um, Switch, yeah, they swap, yeah. And then, luckily, our (coughs) final home, Home C, is very large, and so everyone will meet for the final dessert and champagne party. Well, it's really a very fun event, and you've got music, you've got all kinds of uh, fun things happening at the homes, too. Right, we'll have music at each home, and then at the end, we will have an auction, and we will also have a wine pool. Um, we have several silent auction items. Um, uh, the wine pool we hope to have right now, we're working on it, but a hundred bottles and, uh, for $20, you pull a cork that has a number on it and it corresponds with a bottle of wine that you get. And, and it's going to be worth 20, at at least least $20, $20, maybe more. Oh yes. We've got several, um, really good wines. Yeah. That have been, have been donated. Well, you do have a lot of support. In this, I mean, let's talk a little bit about your involvement with the symphony. Betsy, let's start with you. Yes. Um, 
You've been in Waco a long time, recently We come moved here? to Waco in 1999 okay. and from San Antonio, and we were involved with the symphony there. My mother worked for the symphony office, in fact. Really? Um, and I have absolutely no musical ability whatsoever, but had always enjoyed and, and taken our daughter to the symphony and, and that type of thing. Um, and so when we moved here, um, you know, when you move, you're kind of looking around for things to get involved in, and it just seemed a natural um a natural thing to get involved with the symphony. And I was really um, so pleased to find out what an incredible symphony we do have for such a small town. And so over the years, uh, were was involved. And then in 2010, 2011, I was the president of the council. And uh, so, and it's a great way to meet some really nice people too yeah, that have are involved a, in the community. A shared interest yes, in, exactly. in symphonic music. And yeah, just there's still, I think, some confusion about the role of the Symphony Council as opposed to the Waco Symphony Association, which is a different board of directors that kind of oversees the symphony itself. The Symphony Council is, is sort of a fundraising arm, but it's more than that. Right, Diane? Tell me a little bit about your involvement. I know you've done just about every job that can be done. And you're still working all the time. (laughs) Dr. Sawyer, I have to publicly thank you for the hours you have spent at the symphony office helping out because there's just so much going on and and they rely so much on your institutional knowledge because you've you've been involved with the symphony for a while. I've been around a while, yes. (laughs) And so, yes, I have that institutional knowledge for being around um but this is an unusual year and oh yeah we have lots and lots of things going on and i'm more than happy to try to help out well it's it's been wonderful to uh, anytime i'm down there you just about you're you're down there you've been down there working and and uh, helping our wonderful executive director uh, Carolyn Bess with with what she's doing she's been on the job a little over a year so she's you know kind of been learning the ropes as well uh, I keep saying our I full disclosure if you didn't already know I'm president of the Symphony Association board and it has been a remarkable year but a lot of fun in what all is going on uh, the Symphony Council though has always been uh or for many years has certainly been the driving force behind the children's concert series definitely which is a passion of mine for many years well you've always done a wonderful job of narrating and helping out with that. well to see these children six thousand kids over the course of the morning mm-hmm. at baylor at waco hall they bring in an army of school buses that look like sardines lined up in front of waco hall and all these kids, 2,000 of them, for three different concerts during the day, the Children's Symphony, it's usually in the fall. Mm-hmm. And and you, Symphony Council ladies, do that. I mean, it's just remarkable to me how uh, you're, you're able to run it like a military operation. <laughs> it's, it's one of our favorite things. And that's one of the things that I was so impressed with when I first moved here. And uh, just to see, uh, I think there are, Fourth and fifth graders, or third. They are fourth, yeah, fourth and fourth. fifth. Yeah. Uh, the looks on their faces when they come into Waco Hall. I mean, they are in awe because most of them have never been in a, a facility like that. Yeah. And then seeing them hear music because to them music came from a radio or an iPhone or you know whatever, but not from a person. And you can just see the excitement in their eyes and how much they enjoy it. 
So I think it's an incredible outreach. Um, well, it is. And from my vantage point on stage, watching these kids file in, I mean, every year I take pictures of them. They're coming in. We're about to start. And uh, yeah, there is that excitement to see that the beauty of Waco Hall. I was a fourth grader before I'd ever walked into Waco mm-hmm. Hall for Children's Symphony. So uh, but that first strain of music comes out of the orchestra, Baylor Symphony Orchestra students that provide the music for that. Mm-hmm. Um the kids will literally jump in their yeah. seats because they've never heard anything like it. And some yeah. will be conducting and some will be sleeping and some, <laughs> you know, it just depends on what time of the day. Yeah. The, the one right after lunch, they can be a little bit of a sleepy crowd. But I said, it's funny. It kind of looks like the, the audience at an adult symphony concert. <laughs> some will be. <laughs> but it, it is, uh, I think it's probably one of the most important outreaches that we do. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because I hope that there's some future musicians in that crowd. And there have been, Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you. Really good. Yeah, I have heard over the years, yes. Yeah, I heard from one mother um, that I talked to after the fact, and she said um, after the symphony, her child wanted piano lessons, which they had never asked about before. Mm -hmm. So they were really excited about that. Um, I think music is is a really good background. Well, as a physician, as a scientist, Dr. Sawyer, I'm sure you understand how important music education is for kids. Oh, it is so very important. It adds so much to their other subjects. Math and music are very much interrelated, and I think all the arts will help with that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Speaking of arts, we have this beautiful painting as so this is one of the uh, items that will be at the auction, auctioned at the, symphony, at the, of the symphony of the city uh tell me a little bit about the artist it, I mean, it's just stunning this is um a, an artwork by beth bame and she just recently took up art um in the last couple of years i think it was a a covid and being locked in the house thing um but she's incredibly talented oh and my has goodness met with a lot of uh success uh, she recently had an exhibition over at the Waco Art Center in the small room. And so we're very excited. I'm uh, thrilled with Beth for donating this for our event. It's a beautiful piece. Well, I at the last Symphony of the City I was able to attend, Mike and I were able to uh, buy Trish Brindley's painting that she had donated to uh, be auctioned and we have enjoyed it so much and the the whole event though is just very lighthearted and um just visit with with friends make new friends i mean it's it's a it's a very casual Mm -hmm. uh, people can be super dressed up i mean a lot of folks want to know how do i dress Right. Wait, this year we put business attire because Mm -hmm. we thought the cocktail attire may be a little intimidating to some people and so we felt like business attire is like obviously not jeans and a t-shirt. You want to be a little bit nicer. Some of the ladies, I think, probably will have a little glitter on, and that's quite all right. So we just want you there. Yeah. Any more of you say church clothes? I mean, people wear everything to church. Right. You can't even say church clothes. That's so true. <laughs> that's a little more casual than than most. Um, so, but another really big function of what uh, Symphony Council does is the Bells and Brass program. So let's talk about that. Okay. Diane. Well, that's another great program that involves our sophomores and juniors. Um, we have sophomore bells and junior bells, and then we also have the junior brass. 
which are the males. So the brass are the guys, Mm -hmm. the bells, B-E-L-L-E-S, like symphony bell, yeah. This is an opportunity for them to learn about the symphony, also to learn etiquette. They have a class for that, music appreciation, and they usually have a team leadership part of the program. Usually out at the Baylor Ropes course, so it's kind of... Uh, oh, it's usually f- at the very beginning because since we have kids are uh, coming from different schools, it's a wonderful way to get them to interact and kind of not be so standoffish with mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Well, and they do kind of develop then uh, friendships through that mm-hmm. because it's students from all over, not just one school. Right. right. So all how many different schools do you know? Or oh, I'm asking you, I know Bells and Brass isn't your yeah. thing, but. I think we have six or seven yes. schools usually represented. Yeah, that's great. And it reaches out to Lorena. We've had some um, uh, young people from West in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's not just uh, Waco ISD and Midway and, and Vanguard. It actually definitely goes out um, to the other areas surrounding. Now, what they've, what they've done in the past, and this is going to be totally different for uh, Symphony Bell's presentation Uh, of course the students work as ushers for all of the concerts right yes they do i mean we kind of put them to work Mm -hmm. but uh for the presentation the girls would have these beautiful ball gowns Mm -hmm. antebellum ball gowns um and of course the guys are in their tuxedos Mm -hmm. and they would come out and be introduced Mm -hmm. and take the bow you know like a debutante sort of exactly yeah presentation mm-hmm. got to be different this year that's right we are separating it from the symphony and so they will be presented at um midway high school and then they have a stage and it'll be a performing arts center performing yes. arts center mm-hmm. okay and then they will have a gala after that so a totally separate party exactly uh, yeah in the Within. past of course the bells and brass were presented um either at the intermission, we did that for a while, and then after a concert, and we had done that. And uh, we just felt like they needed more attention and make it a more exclusive thing for just them. Well, and, and what had been happening was the, the music portion of that concert was shortened. Exactly. Yes. And uh, this is also a year that we are replacing Stephen Hyde as our music director conductor. And uh, one of our candidates wesley schultz will be the conductor for that concert that would have been the bells and brass concert and and it would have given him short shrift to not not have a full concert to get to conduct fair to him and all everyone that's also kind of judging him too right to not get the full to get the yeah get the full concert experience without you know and um yeah, I mean, I love seeing the the bells presented. I love seeing the guys, and it's just so funny. And some of them are really, particularly the guys, because I had a son that was a was a brass, you know. And I remember how that that whole experience was. But you can look and see some of these guys; they're not really into this. <laughs> like that one, he. He looks like he'd rather be anywhere but here. They but like it, it because the girls are there. But they like <laughs> yeah. it because the girls, and they are so lovely. And the, yeah. I just I just love it because the dresses are so pretty. So are they still going to do the antebellum dresses? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. I know there was some talk about, maybe well, just let them wear a formal, you know, or like I, a prom dress or something. I'm not aware of that. So, uh, but again, we're not that closely involved with the bells and brass. Yeah. You know, okay. The symphony yeah. council, about how many people do you have involved with that? I mean, you have a pretty good sized board. Well, the 
board is probably about 20 people. The, yeah. the council itself is around 300 Good. members. Mm-hmm. And, and we're lucky this year we're um, going to use some of the sophomore bells to help us with the Symphony of the City. Yes. They are going to be at the homes. Um, oh, good. To kind of guide people through the homes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I mean, that's that's just a, a great opportunity for them to learn service, you know, and get some of those important yeah. service hours in and something that looks good on the res- resume. I mean, it's part Not of it. Not only that, I think it's such a good experience for the young people to interact as a adult themselves. Yeah. You know, they're not being taught, uh, uh, treated like teenagers or whatever. They are actually in a leadership position at the homes, helping um, guide and set up things. And uh, in this case, they might be driving the golf carts to, to help people that aren't as mobile as others. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they are an integral part of the whole whole thing, not just an add-on, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, as I say, a good experience for them. Um, well, there's so much that both the uh, Waco Symphony Association and especially the Waco Symphony Council do in concert, if you will, mm-hmm. to to make sure the Waco Symphony Orchestra remains a vibrant part of the community. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine and vinyl. <laughs> so check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. I'm April. Hi, I'm Caroline. And we have a new podcast for you. What's it called, Caroline? Uh, Bloody Happy Hour. It's going to be your new favorite guilty pleasure. We're going to talk about some bloody stuff. Serial killers. True crime. Rape. <laughs> Rapists. Why not join us? We'll have a good time. You literally never know. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> bloody Happy Hour. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Frozen, Frozen, Heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, Heroes, gonna tell you about... Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of. 
and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As you were talking about earlier, the council is kind of the fundraising part and also a lot of the volunteer part for mm -hmm. the uh, orchestra and we because we want it to survive. Oh, yeah. And and anyone can become a member of the Symphony Council. Definitely. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, we are more than happy to uh, sell a ticket to the concert, <laughs> which is com the coming up, what would be our Bells and Brass concert, but it is the magic of music mm -hmm. with uh, Wesley Schultz as the guest conductor will be on uh, March 18th. Correct. I think one of the really nice things that the council also does that impressed me when I first joined was the preview parties uh, prior to the concert. We're in the past Stephen Hyde and now our... Uh, uh, conductor elects come and discuss the music that we're going to he uh, be hearing the background and just kind of give you a, a sneak preview and it's always interesting to me to learn so much about what the what the um the writer was thinking we can't think of the word right now yeah <laughs> Cut that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah sure yeah, yeah the, the composer and mm -hmm. yeah what the composer was thinking and why he did this and at what time yeah. and you get all that background information which really when you go to the uh, concert and hear the music it makes it even more impressive and uh understandable yeah well and and it, and that is a little bit part of the uh, interview not really audition but sort of in a yeah, kind of is an audition in a way for these conductor candidates. And uh, there were more than 100 who had applied mm -hmm. to replace Stephen Hyde uh, because the word is out. And what a what a wonderful symphony orchestra, the Waco Symphony Orchestra is. And uh, some of the stellar folks who have been here to perform from Yo-Yo Ma, mm -hmm. it's like Perlman. I mean, you can go down the down the line uh, of the fabulous people. I'm sure you have been able to enjoy some of these concerts. 
Oh, yes. What really yeah. sticks out in your mind over the years? Well, those two. Both sure. those guys. <laughs> but we've also had Joshua Bell and yes. Andre Watts and. Uh, there's Henry Mancini. Henry, really I was, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing seeing that concert uh, as well. Olga Kern, an incredible mm-hmm. uh, Russian pianist uh, that had won the. Um, uh, gosh, I am drawing a total <laughs> blank. <laughs> well, the uh, are you thinking? Van Cliburn. I was going to say you think yes. of the Van Cliburn, yes. yeah, we have competition. Yeah, we uh, usually get the Van Cliburn winner uh, every other year, which is when the con- uh, the contest is held. Yeah. So uh, that is quite a coup, I think, for Waco to have that. And well, it, it really, it has attracted some really, truly remarkable musicians um, who have appeared on the stage there at Waco Hall. And as a result, more than 100 people applied. <laughs> and that was narrowed down to four with a couple mm-hmm. of alternates. And it's going to be a long process because we've just had two, we'll have two this spring, mm-hmm. and then two more finalists next fall. So it'll be fall of next, well, next fall mm-hmm. um, before a successor to Stephen Hyde will be named. Um, but it'll be wonderful to to go through the process of meeting these great musicians. In fact, next week, I'll be uh, visiting with Wesley Schultz on this podcast Great. To have a chance yeah. to get a little more insight into his experience, what he expects, what he hopes to bring to the Waco Symphony Orchestra. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great concert. That is March 18th. Now, the Bells and Brass presentation will be March 25th. Right. And I guess the public is invited. I mean, yes, you can go are. on to your, mm-hmm. how do you buy a ticket for these things? WacoSymphonyCouncil.com. And just click on the Bells and Brass link. Right. So there's a separate price just to come to the presentation if you want to see mm-hmm. them being presented at Midway uh, Performing Arts and then a separate ticket for, for the gala Ridgewood dinner. Yes, Gala the at Ridge at Ridgewood. Yeah. Dinner dance. Music. But yeah, yeah. The, we really we really want folks to come to Symphony of the City. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what are the can you tell us a little bit of the pricing of tickets and they go to the same place to get a ticket? The right? basic ticket price is two hundred and twenty five dollars each per person for all three homes and the food and the music and everything. And then there's different levels available, sponsorships uh, that go all the way up to $5,000. And which we, uh, again, all the money goes to the symphony. Uh, The homes that have been uh, volunteered, these people are so nice to let strangers tromp through their homes. But we've got three beautiful homes that are decorated very differently and very unique. And so it's just a wonderful opportunity to get ideas for your own home or just to see what's going on in Waco with some of the houses, too. Well, speaking of houses, I know in the past uh, the symphony has had a, a symphony house. Yeah. I guess you've been involved with that, too. I have. <laughs> you probably chaired it. <laughs> chair, but yeah, yeah. There, well, there we go. I, it was just a guess on my part. <laughs> but I can remember, uh, it's been several years. I don't know. 2013 or 14. Yeah, 18, I was, I was the last one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, but it, what a wonderful fundraiser that was for the symphony it was a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) and because the symphony show house was open for two weeks it took an incredible amount of volunteers volunteers. yeah you had a man yeah we even had a tea house at one i remember yes yes. and all of that coordination and uh it's hard to get people uh that are free you know so many people do work outside the home Mm -hmm. and 
to get the volunteers. And so it just was becoming more and more difficult to run. Yeah, yeah, but what but what a wonderful thing. And I know mm-hmm. other major symphonies across the U.S. do this same, same kind of fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a builder who, you know, Work came on board, and then different decorators around the city mm-hmm. would take a room. And it, it, was, just, a it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was. We had some wonderful parties. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but in the meantime, Symphony of the City is, uh, is the major fundraiser mm-hmm. for the uh, Waco Symphony Council. Uh, And again, so many thanks to you both for all you're doing to help make this a success and to maintain the health and vibrancy of the Waco Symphony Orchestra. It's it's exciting. Well, I like to end these little visits with a little questionnaire, Uh similar to the one the late, great James Lipton would do on Inside the Actor's Studio. Did you ever see that? Did you ever see that? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I interviewed a young woman once, and I thought, she's not going to know. This is so, she's not going to. She goes, I went to Inside the Actor's. She she was a a drama student in New York and was able to be in the audience two times. So I was shocked at that. Anyway, these are sort of kind of the questions he would ask and i'll ask both of you what is your favorite word oh my gosh success that's good yeah Hmm? you have because there's different types of success is personal and professional and yeah it's a feel-good word it's a feel-good word yeah Yeah. okay and I hope this is a successful event. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about you, Diane? That's a hard one. Yeah. That is. I've never thought of that one. I've thought about that before. Um, I guess progress. Well, that's good. I like to yeah. keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. What is your least favorite word? Uh, since you answered, I'll ask you first. No. <laughs> I have Especially heard that. when I'm asking somebody to do something. <laughs> For money or whatever. Yes. Yeah. You know. I, I have to agree with Diane. <laughs> okay. You know, no is, uh, well, it's negative, obviously. Yeah. But then right. it just, it's like it stops you and you can't move forward mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Nature. Yeah. I just uh, really feel um, when we've been outdoors or out hiking or on vacations, just seeing the incredible world around us mm-hmm. and the creations that yeah. God made for us. Yeah. And I will agree with that. Lisa, okay. Because I grew up in the mountains. And so Where? Taos, New Mexico. And Taos, really? Okay. Yes. I didn't know that about and you. So to me, nature's. Yeah. And yeah, oh, and yeah. beautiful and fills me up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. New yeah. Mexico is, is amazing. What turns you off creatively or emotionally or spiritually? Fatigue. Yeah. Just sometimes you just get so tired, you just feel like you have to shut down right. for a while. Yeah. Right. I think it's very similar to negativity. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I just, um, yeah, it wears you out, it shuts you down, and as I've gotten older, I find I try to avoid negativity more than ever, yeah. whether it be people or surroundings or that type of thing. Yeah, 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 well said. Uh, what sound do you love the most? Birds. 
Oh, oh gosh. Now, where do we get along? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Good thing our co-chairs are <laughs> so in sync yeah. with one yeah. another. Um, yeah, just being, again, it's with the outdoors. Yeah. Just listening to the sounds and, and the birds and everything. I yeah. really enjoy Sometimes that. I'll play music, whether it's jazz music or whatever, and I'll have birds sing. I thought, well, they're just sort of chiming right in. Yeah. Or, you know, exactly. if it's spa music, whatever, and mm-hmm. the, my birds outside kind of <laughs> kind of help with the soundtrack. Uh, what sound do you hate? I'll ask you that, Diane. Uh, I guess the scratching across the chalkboard. There you go. <laughs> Nails on a blackboard. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've heard uh, that before. I just don't like a lot of loud city noise. Mm-hmm. Like um, if, when you're in New York and all the cacophony from the honking and the people talking in the cars. Yeah. Just a little overwhelming, I think. Yeah, we we moved it years ago, right after we were married. We lived in Houston and then moved to Lorena. And there were, you could hear cows Sounds mooing, you know. <laughs> and, and it really was mm-hmm. amazing. I did not realize how much noise I had been living with mm-hmm. until I was really around quiet. And yeah, that can that can have a, an effect on you physically for sure. Part of going and being in nature, it it, uh, yeah. it helps reset your meters or whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah. Oh no, no, it does yeah. for sure. I didn't even ask you what profession did you do before. I mean, I yeah. I know what okay. Doctor um, Sawyer was gynecologist, obstetrician, and I also oh, okay. worked for the public health department in San Antonio, Texas. Oh my for goodness, several years. And uh, then when we moved to Waco, I uh, elected not to work. My daughter was five at the time. And, but uh, she, uh, years ago, was having to fill out, I think, a college application when it said mother's um, employer. She said, I'm not going to put your housewife. And, <laughs> you know I mean, because you're never home. And uh, so yeah. she said professional volunteer. There you go. And uh, so that's what I am now, a professional volunteer. Very poorly paid. But. Yeah, poorly paid, but it's uh, a lot of uh, feel good. Yeah, yeah. meet a lot of great people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, I've renowned uh, obstetrician well, guy. So I have a friend who is your patient, and she literally went into mourning when you yeah. <laughs> when you retired, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But yeah, but I know. So you you birthed a lot of babies, as they say. That was <laughs> a lot of fun. I did enjoy interacting with my patients. Yeah, there at that special moment. Oh my goodness! Um, but what other profession would you like to have tried, Doctor Sawyer? Well, mm-hmm. um, of course, I was growing up thought about being a veterinarian and. Also, um, was thinking about physical therapists. Mm-hmm. So it was always in the physical, medical, hand-on, medical. Yeah, I think so. Good. Okay. What What about you, Betsy? I think, gosh, this is a hard one because um, I love music, but I have absolutely zero music talent. But I certainly appreciate those that do. But I love architecture. And when we travel, I end up taking pictures of bricks and buildings yeah. and just angles. I'm just really fascinated by how people could think that and put it together, especially in some old, old... Right. Buildings. Ancient yeah. peoples yes. were able to yeah. do. And you think, how did they do that? So I have tons or thousands of pictures of doorways and chimneys and different things like that. Oh, well, that's really cool. Strange. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, what job do you know you would not want to do? And I have had some people say... I would never want to be a doctor, <laughs> but I appreciate them. I'm glad they're there, but I could never do that. So you've been that. So what, what, but what do you know you just would not want to do? 
not sure that there is one that really? I can say that absolutely not. Okay. I would never want to be on TV every day like <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> this is uh, so out of my comfort range. So, oh, yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> I would never guess that. <laughs> so that is not my forte, yeah. <laughs> well, I've, yeah. you know, some people say public fear of public speaking is mm-hmm. the biggest fear oh, yes. that yeah. they have. Yeah. But you, you guys have been amazing. So one last question. What do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> that, that's the best answer I can think of. Yes. Well, well, well done to you both as well for your work for the way, with the Waco Symphony Council. And again, that uh, website so they can go and buy tickets to Symphony of the City for April first. Yes. Waco Symphony Council dot com, all one word, and uh, there's information there. Buy tickets. You can also um, send a message to either Diane or I through that website, and we can answer any questions you might have. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. Look forward to seeing a lot of you out there as well. Thank you, Dr. Diane Sawyer, Betsy Reader, and thank you for being with us. Join us again for Central Texas Life, the podcast. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.